Very fun guest today. Uh, she's a comedian, entertainer, extraordinaire, skims wearer. I'm wearing skims, skims bitches. Skims. Give that bitch some more money. Give that bitch some more money. Skims model Annie Letterman. That's what I'm just gonna put in the. I'm just gonna put that in the bio that you're a skims model. Yes, I am a skims model. <laughs> so how did you become a skims model? Tell us everything. Um, little Esther, I call her Little Edgar. Um, my male counterpart, it. she's my chewy. Um, we love little she, life. she was just like, you have to try skims. And I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm not trying skims. You piece of sh-. like, how dare you? Yeah. And then just, she said it so many times that I got into my subconscious and I was like, mm. what is so great about it? Tell me everything. Honestly, it just looks like, cut, a, like this a, one leotard. is a little bit, honestly, this one's a little low. It doesn't maybe make my boobs look as good as the other ones, but they they just are flattering. Like they hug your body, and they yeah, they're just a good. It's a good product. Is it like Spanx? It well, I never tried the ones that are Spanx. I kind of okay. I don't really I don't roll that way. You're like I do skims, not Spanx. Well, I just you know the the ones that like shove your body, and I've never found ones that actually do the things I need. Oh, so but this I actually pulls you in the right directions and stuff. Yeah, I mean I don't have like too much like arm fat you know usually you have like that over fat thing right and what how much what's the price point on this the price point this might have been like 60 or 70 that's not too bad it's not too bad it's if you're kim kardashian you could probably bring it down a little but yeah i mean especially because she's probably having a made in china and the person that's making them is getting paid three cents younger than her children (laughs) (laughs) maybe she makes the woman who carry her children make the Oh, my God. Well, they look good on you. Thank you. Do you just get them off the website? I get them off the website. Okay, this just turned into a whole Skims ad. They're sponsoring the podcast. But you know what the they podcast. do? I fall, for, I fall for marketing. I do, it's too. Like, I fall for everything. But they do a thing where they don't, it's like not release. You know, they're like, oh, my God. Like, they're all out. And then she releases them, and you get the email where it's like, they've just, and then you're like, I got to get them. But I think I have them, I've tapped out on Skims. I have, like, four pieces. You have four there. pieces? Yeah, That's a good amount of money that you've given exactly. to her. Your dog is so short I know. Cute. She's a wiener dog. Nina the wiener. She? She's six. Really? She looks like yeah. a puppy. Thanks. Yeah, she's, I mean, my other one did, too. He just I'm died. i about he was Wiki. 16. I know. I saw that. That's so sad. He I can't looked like a puppy though. forever. So cute. It was so weird. Like, a week before he died, he was, like, totally fine. Like, not fine. I mean, he was in kidney failure for years, and I just was getting him fluids and everything Who every isn't? week. <laughs> Who right, in exactly. And then. Just out of nowhere, it was so sad. He just just took a heavy decline. Like, it was just, like, over Thanksgiving break, yeah. of course, conveniently, when everything's closed. Yes, of course. His original vet was closed, and I was like, oh, my God. And he just started having trouble breathing, and then it just was, like, nightmare anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he's still here. His spirit's here. Yeah, he's I probably think peeing on us. you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel, I smell some <laughs> shit. Maybe shit on the floor. He did. Was his, he a, a, it's ghost shit. Now, do your dogs pee in the house? No. Outside. Why does your dog pee in the house? Tell well, he's still he's still new. My my dog. Where did months. you get your dog? I got. Well, this is a. It's a. Is this the worst? Well, it's. Yeah, I. You know what? It is the worst, and I'm going to take <laughs> myself as a victim of this experience. Tell, I was a victim. Tell us everything. I do play to camera. We we'll hey both play to camera. <laughs> <a> camera. Like <laughs> so, you'll see my eyes once. Like, hey guys, <laughs> follow me. Um. Anyway, it's desperate energy, but it's not desperation. It's just joy, and you'll love me. Um, or hate me, which is popular people are hated. Um, so I got my dog. I decided I want to get a dog and my living assistant. You have a, an assistant? Well, he's a living, you know, it's a living Your assistant. Your roommate. 
Yeah, he's like a roommate. Do you pay this person? No. Okay. You know when you don't want to like say things out loud about your life, but you just kind of, he's just like a cute guy that. Oh, is it your boyfriend? Yeah, maybe he's a boyfriend. But, <laughs> okay, um, he's an assistant. He's an assistant. Okay. We don't, you know. Right. Um, But he was like, all right, we're getting a dog. It's time. So I'm like, all right. And I don't know how to get a fucking dog. I'm friends with Olivia Munn, but I was new friends with her. And Whoa. she, so she's like the poster child of. Rescues. Uh, rescues. Yeah, she's always. But I don't really, and Whitney's always talking about dogs, but I don't really know what rescue means. I'm like, shop. I'm like, I want a cute one. I don't, how do you get a cute one? Yeah. So I just went on Craigslist. Okay. Stop. And we just looked, and there was one dog that was like one years old that someone was like, couldn't keep. So it was like a good story. It yeah. wasn't a, it wasn't tragic or anything. Uh-huh. And so we went to go see, I can't remember where it was. It was in like Palmdale. It was somewhere bad. Mm-hmm. And we went, drove like an hour and a half to go see this dog. And then the guy like wasn't at the address he said. And then the address he gave us was a park. And then it was getting darker. Oh and I was like, God. oh, he's robbing us. Like we're about to get fucking murdered. <laughs> he's like, raped and dr- murdered. Hopefully murdered first if you're a nice guy. <laughs> Rape my corpse. Do not make me live through this. Um, so we just left. And then... I was so disappointed. And then this other lady just hit me up and she showed me these two puppies. And it was like this nice, happy Mexican lady, like holding two puppies that look exactly the same. So I was like, oh, she has like a litter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so we go over there and um, they're like one family's leaving with one dog. And then there's another family meeting them and then they're meeting us. And it's like this business. And I'm oh, like, my oh. God. So I started to be like, all right, <laughs> she's a breeder. Yeah, this is yeah. something. And um, so we go see the dog and. There's two dogs and one's just the cutest dog in the entire world. I mean, he was just so cute. The Your dog is, is yeah. the one you got? Yeah, he's, he's so just cute. so cute. Yeah. And so, and he just had a cute personality. And so we we bought him and. How much did she charge you for 800 him? bucks. $800? She's like, it's a rescue. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, can you give me a fake rescue paper? <laughs> You're um, like, I got to show this to my friend Olivia Munn. Can I you just say. I still am not like, so at this point, like Olivia was like, I had met her maybe once or twice. Yeah. And she was like. If you need a dog, like, let me know. Like, I'll help you get one. And I was like, yeah. okay. But I was like, I want, like, I want one now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's like hard a, because. I'm, an, I'm addict-y, you know what I mean? I'm like, I want a thing now. <laughs> I'm not going to wait for, like, a cute one. It's hard to get the cute ones because they go quick. Yes. I follow a small dog rescue called Toby's Small Dog yeah. Rescue. Do you follow them? Like, they have cute ones. Oh, but yeah. every time I've ever reached well, out. Where do you get the cute ones? They they cherry pick. Yeah. It's like they go to the shelters and they cherry yeah. pick and then they they sell them. Yeah. So I kind of still breeding. I heard a theory. My friend used to work at Vanderpump and he, Vanderpump didn't do this. Vanderpump dogs, not the restaurant, but Vanderpump dogs didn't do this. But he said, he thinks that a lot of the breeder or a lot of the rescues will go get dogs kind of the way I got them Uh and then bring them in as rescues to sort of make their place look. Yeah. Better. Yeah. But I, you know. Also, they have people that like wait at the shelters and then they get the dog for like $50 and then they charge you. Right. 150 or 300 right. to adopt it. And right. so it's actually like its own business. Right. Not to like shit on rescues because what they do is so good. Right. You know, but some of yeah. them are, you know, it's all a money making thing. A lot of it. Listen, I feel like this was a rescue type situation. He was in this. What was the family. house like? I, I didn't go into the house. They brought us to the laundry room. Okay. The, because I don't think they could have brought us in because when. Okay. So the two dogs looked alike. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, they're brother and sister. And they go, no. And I go, what the fuck? Why are why do they? Why do they? Why are they? Like, why why are they all twins? these different dogs? It's like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah, You're like, like they're not they're, related. These cannot be related. Um, they weren't. Let's just say they weren't the property brothers. But anyway, so okay, so I go. What? I'm like. You know, I go. Where are they from? And she goes Mexico. I'm like, okay. 
So listen, I'm starting to realize maybe this is a popular situation yeah. or something like that. But at this point, I've seen the dog. I want the dog. He's so, he's so cute. How old is he now? He's four months now. He's so small still. He well, he's a little bit bigger, and I haven't posted as much with him because he got bigger and you're well, embarrassed. He got mange. <laughs> he got mange. <laughs> How did he get mange? Tell us everything. Well, they get it. They get mange is is mites. It's bugs right. that How all dogs have them, but they're supposed their immune systems are supposed to be able to fight them off and uh-huh. keep them from Getting, you know breeding and yeah. becoming you know. crazy. So these little microscopic little fuckers. My dog had a low immune system, so. They don't get it for like six weeks. So when we got him, he was perfect, adorable, cute. And then all of a sudden he's scratching his eyes out. was bleeding. I was, I was losing my fucking mind. Did you take him to the vet? Took him to the vet. Um, they gave, put him on medicine, but he still had to like scab up and then all the hair fell out. So now he's like bald around his mouth and his eye. Is it go, is it going away? It's starting to grow back. Yeah. So it has to fall out and then get back. Yeah. Back. But it's like, God, you know, what a nightmare. Well, it's just shallowly it's sad because his puppy years are now you're like "Uh uh-oh not posting any more photos (laughs) you just keep posting puppy pictures people are like wow this dog doesn't get older yeah i know i'm like throwback thursday they're like you've had the dog a week Um, it's monday annie yeah i'm like it doesn't matter mange monday mange monday i'll post him on monday i want to see the mange photo he still looks cute he still looks cute but so that's different nobody people were giving me so much shit when they found it i didn't Adopt him from What kind rescue. of dog is he? He looks like he's adopted. Well, he was supposed to be. Now he definitely looks adopted. <laughs> you I mean, post a picture and say, try to tell me my dog wasn't adopted now. Well, Brittany, I was such a con about it. I was being so, such a stupid bitch about it. Like, people would be like, is your dog adopted in the beginning? Like, is your dog? And I'd be like, no, he's cute. Ew, how dare you? And then now it's like the Lord struck him. Yeah, people attacked you, huh? Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of shit, but I was also like, I mean... I mean, He's already I, born. if you kind of think about it, they're all adopted because they all need homes. Yeah. What are you put pushing them out of your puss? I didn't adopt Nina. I mean, this was six years ago before adopting was super cool. I didn't cool. know what it was. But, you know, I was kind of swooned. I was kind of swift into getting her. Oh, is that him now? Yeah, this is him now. Wow. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you really the bald spot? What's his name? Randy. Randy after. Randy Jackson Quaid. All the best Randys. Stop. <laughs> what kind of dog do you think he is? I We think now he's, we think maybe he's Chihuahua and Maltese. Okay. I don't think there's any poodle in that dog. And you paid $800 for that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? But you know what? Honestly, like, I'm like, You're like does $800 matter to you in this house? What does $800 feel to you like now? It still feels the same because I pay for all my own shit still. I mean, I don't pay rent. Oh, my God. I Tommy, know. get bad, up here. Bad, bad, bad Daddy. deal. Bad deal, right? No, it's funny. Like, I have a credit card for, like, when I go grocery shopping and, like, I have. Are you one of those people that, like, now you buy, like, clothes at Whole Foods just to get free stuff? I try, but it's like he the credit card doesn't let you take money out. So I can, I can only shop at Ralph's. Can I return this for cash? I'm like, do you guys have any tube tops here at Whole Foods? Air one? No? Um, I gotta lend you some skims yeah yeah, i need some skims no it's kind of funny everyone assumes that about me they're like oh you must be you know so rich now but my husband is very rich i have a credit card you know he takes care of things like obviously vacations dinners whatever and he makes sure you look pretty too yeah i'm sure he's not gonna like no actually he doesn't pay for your hair and stuff no i'll tell you why get his ass i know he doesn't believe in Botox fillers or any of that. And I'm like, well, you better believe it because it's standing right in front of you. A whole bottle of wrestling right in your face. It's silently staring at you <laughs> yeah. and not moving. Yeah. So he doesn't believe in any I of that. I have nothing yet. You have nothing? Nothing yet. I've never done it. I've done no lasers or anything yet. 
When I get the money, I'll come. To, you can tell me what to do. You don't need anything. How have you done nothing? I think I just don't drink or move smoke. your face naturally. No, I move it a lot. But you don't mad. have wrinkles. How old are you? 37. You look really young. Thank you. I think it's the tiny tits. No, I mean, it's crazy because you've never done anything and your skin is really good. Or there's like, it's crazy because you've never done anything in your life and you're 37. No, 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 <laughs> That's no, no, no. literally where my, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Just in a negative mind spiral. Um, I'm trying to get, I have been in a negative mind spiral. Tell me everything. Why? What's happening? I just, there's construction of, in my apartment. Okay. And I just did like the Comedy Store documentary came out. I've had a lot of like really good career moments, but they're not translating into like being able to pay for fucking anything. Right. So I'm living in this apartment that's in the middle of construction. So the construction surrounding the apartment. Mm, that sounds so it's horrible. Just things just banging noise all my, day. All just day, Things falling off my wall. Just like stress in the apartment building. The dog getting sick. Just all this stuff not being able to work. It's just really... Are you getting any kind of unemployment or anything right now or anything? No, I'm not. I was in the that beginning. Sucks. And then I started doing like merch and stuff. So I was like, but I just have to get my merch. It's, it's up to me. It's not, you know. I know it is, but also it is really hard right now yeah. for a lot of people. Like I, I think, definitely, yeah. I feel for you. I mean, so tell, wait, <laughs> like I feel for you. In my her do- I'm looking at her dog's like <laughs> fully like furred eyes. I'm like, oh, you feel for wait, fucking st- eyes with full <laughs> fur on and fucking eyes? Did your assistant have a job? Uh, my assistant, yeah, he's an editor. No, everything's fine so too, and good. I just have to get my podcast going. I like how you do this. Yeah, this is great because you know we had a st- we had a studio set up, yeah. and then obviously COVID right. hit, and they're like, "Sorry, you don't have a studio anymore." So I just set this up in the house. Right, I like it, and you do it all yourself, and it's actually super easy. One man band, and I'm getting a like divider, like a plastic yeah. divider, so we could still see so each other. Like right this. now, we're just. Re- my ex-boyfriend was in prison. I always wanted to go visit him and do this. Was he in prison? Yeah. Tell us everything. What oh, happened wait, do you to your wanna, Wait, let me tell you about losing my virginity. Yeah, tell me okay, everything. Let's start. Okay, let's tell get, me, let's get into the worst. Okay. I mean, it's already the worst that your dog got mange. That's the worst. It was bad. I mean, but it is mostly shallow because he's not uncomfortable anymore. It's just me being like, grow back hair, grow back. I, I feel to be you. cute before you're a grown up. <laughs> I feel you're like, I can't send out Christmas pictures this year. I'm like, I mean, but he is like ugly cute now. He looks like he's half chicken. <laughs> Well, I've been telling everyone because Rob Schneider is, and he was like, I told him that I was going to get the dog vaccinated. And he was like, don't, he goes, don't vaccinate him. It'll, it'll um, change his DNA. And I was like, I think that's the plot to. Is Rob an Schneider an anti-vaxxer? I think openly. Yeah. Openly he is. I'm like, I'm not out him. I love him. But. <laughs> I love, I love Rob Schneider too. <laughs> but maybe that's why he is the way he is. <laughs> no, but wasn't the, an- wasn't like the plot to the animal? <laughs> the DNA know, but anyway, but he. He was like, the DNA will change. And I was like, Rob, what are you talking about? And then it's like funny because he is literally half chicken now. Oh, he my looks, God. It looks like his feathers. Okay, wait. Quick question about vaccines. Would you get the COVID vaccine? Mm-hmm. You would? Mm-hmm. No problem. I think I would like wait a week. I might not be the first person, but I'd be like the third. Like, I just want to see if someone dies. And then I'm like, okay. They're paying people right now to take it. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe you could get on that. <laughs> I mean, how much? Let's see how it's just worth. I, want, I would like to see, I haven't seen my parents yet. How long has it been? It's been almost a year. And they're in Philly? Yeah, they're So in are Philly. mine. I know. I haven't seen mine either. My Because they're, well, they're old. Yeah. You don't want to risk it. You know what I mean? Like, imagine I'm the one that killed. Like, because, you know, how many times they're like, you're going to kill me. Yeah, I know. And then <laughs> you literally true. do. I know. The crazy thing is I was looking at the statistics this morning. And for our age group in the 30s, we have a 10% chance of dying from COVID. Which 10% is, is pretty huge. high. 9.9%. But who of our age is dying? 
in California. Not, there, I'll show you the the graph. You have to show us the people. This is crazy. I need to see the body. I'll show you the. I'll show you the graph. You know, I'm I certainly actually, not anti-vax, but I'm. Okay, so then and then I'm sure, I want to know. Like this whole thing is so. Um, you don't know anyone who's died from it. I don't know anyone that's died from it. I don't know anyone that's Other died from it celebs. personally, but I've heard of people dying from it, which is oh, we are so scary. cute. I know she's so fucking oh my cute. Goodness. I know she's is like she my lonely best friend. Now? She's super lonely, and I was thinking about getting another dog, but I feel like she kind of likes it, and I'm yeah. like, mm, maybe you kind of like it. Okay, yeah. So here we go. This is coronavirus cases are skewing younger, but older Californians make up the vast majority of deaths. And this is it's saying that 11 percent of California total has uh, coronavirus cases. So um, ages, oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Ages 35 to 49, we have a 5.7% chance of dying if we get it. Ages 60 to 64, like our parents, 7.6% chance of dying. Uh, my mom's 69, my dad's 79. It is, I'm not giving So then over. that age group is 9.7%. So they have almost a 10% chance crazy. of dying. Here's the really fucked up part. 80-year-olds have a 43%. I know, my dad's 79, that's 80. But they don't go out. They're so paranoid. No, it's thank God. scary. I'm I glad mean, that they are because- my my girlfriend back home, her best friend got it, and she told me it's like she can't even lift her arms to like brush her hair. She's weak. Oh my god, she's gonna get so fat. She feels like she can't. I know what she gets skinny. <laughs> no, you get really skinny, but it doesn't you, look. You good go skin. get it. I'm like, mm. you're like, mm. no, I have a stomach ulcer right now, down 13. Pounds. Okay, tell me everything about that. How did you get the stomach ulcer? Because I, I always think I, think I have one. Stress. Well, I think it was the stress of the apartment mm -hmm. and the dog and all the. I don't know. I just got like. Started getting really nauseous all the time. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. So what the fuck is wrong with me? Uh-huh. Um, you went to the doctor. Went, and then I was shitting. <laughs> blood. Black, which means the blood Tar, started up yeah, here. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And then, so I diagnosed myself online. WebMD. I WebMD. You MD'd. found out you had stomach ulcer, but you thought it was cancer first, didn't you? You know what? I didn't think it was cancer. I was more worried it was pregnancy because I was like, how embarrassing. Do you get black stools from pregnancy? No, but before when it was the puking, I was okay, like, okay. how embarrassing to like get an abortion with gross feet. You're like, ew, my but assistant like, got me pregnant. I'm, a little old. I'm like, ew, how did this, how did this happen? Um, he's fired. Um, but then, so I, I went and I, you know, I went to an urgent care or whatever, and I'm still waiting on these test results to see if I have H. pylori, which is the bacteria. And then you just take an antibiotic, oh my but it does God. start to feel better. I'm, I'm telling you it's positive thinking. I got so, in such a spiral. Yeah. That'll do I got it. so depressed. I had such an upswing. I had so much fun doing the comedy store documentary and, you know, I did Rogan's podcast with Whitney over the summer and that was really fun. And I've been on this like really fun ride and and then I knew I started to neglect my self-care I stopped meditating I stopped doing breath work and stuff like that and I I saw it coming but it still hit me the stress will yeah. physically like cause your body to fall yeah. apart which is crazy and I've learned it really that. is do but you, I do you take anything no I don't take anything nothing no antidepressant nothing no, I don't want to. I have like a theory for myself. This isn't uh -huh. for anyone else. I completely support anyone taking whatever they want to take. But I want to obviously have a good life at the moment, but I'm very, very interested in being like a really fun, happy, elderly person. Uh -huh. So I'm trying to do everything I can to make sure that I'm like with it and happy and doing good. 
Okay. When I'm old. I want to like peak in my 80s. You feel like when you feel like if you took something that would fuck it up. I don't want to do anything now that right. would fuck it up in the future. Not that I know any of what that is, but right. And I also think I can so much of my depression and anything that happens, even my substance abuse was all repressed trauma. Okay. So then now I'm like, okay, I got to deal with that repressed trauma. And I've done a lot of work with, like, I did ayahuasca a couple times. How was that? It was fucking amazing. Did you like it? Yeah, it was incredible. Are you sober? I'm, I'm pretty Ish. sober. I yeah. don't drink. I don't smoke weed. I mean, I take an antidepressant and I that's not, take that's CBD. Not. So that's, pe- in the sober community, people say is taking CBD is not technically sober. That but is so I, it's fucking sober. annoying. But it's sober to me. That's but why yeah. I quit AA. I was yeah, like, I come on. Drink. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Nothing. I, yeah. That's all way behind me. Um, But I want to hear about ayahuasca because they they do consider that like not to do that too. But you did this. Ayahuasca. I think it's so helpful for that. It's all type natural. Of stuff. Yeah, and it is. I've you're like the second person I've talked to that said with trauma, it's like really yeah. great and really opens you up. Yeah, it so. really lets you see. Like it just was. I, I mean, it was crazy. You just see how you have all the answers inside yourself, and you're searching outwardly. You're trying to like escape yourself, but really, like everything you need is already in you. So you took it, and you didn't feel sick, or do you feel? Oh, sick? Oh, you puke. You shit. It's crazy. Oh, it's insane. Where did you do it? I did it. Uh, I have a shaman who, the whole story of how I met my shaman was, I was at the comedy store and I was in a fucking shitty mood. I was dating this fucking, ugh, I don't know. It was just like an old fuck boy. Like we are just like, oh my God. It, it's so weird when you're like, why would I date an older guy that's never been like, obviously they like. There's a reason why. Yeah, they, they're yeah. just like. But I had like gone on a date, like he wanted me to meet his friends and, but he was also like, I'm not interested in a relationship. I'm like, why am I meeting your friends? It was like this annoying, it was like two and a half years ago, three years ago. And I, so I had just gone bowling with him and his friends and I was like, just in the worst mood. And I went to the, I had a spot in the main room and I was like doing my, and I was like talking shit on him. I was like on stage. On stage with his friends there? No, he wasn't there and his friends weren't there, but I was just like talking shit on the experience and stuff. And it wasn't like developed jokes or anything. And I, I. I don't even know if I had a good set or not, but it was like, I was being raw and real. I was being yeah. very real. And I got off stage, like, and I saw this, there was a woman and a man and they just were kind of like, I, I, I know it sounds weird, but they were glowing. Like they were just like this sweet, I, I just was like, who are these people? <laughs> and they were like, hello. And they like had accents and they high-fived me. And I was like, oh, high-five, they're so nice. <laughs> and then I went, um, it was right after Brody had died. So I was like really in like just a dark place. Mm-hmm. And I, so maybe this was only a fucking year ago. Jesus, year and a half ago? I guess almost two, January. Yeah, year and a half. Mm-hmm. But so I was like chain smoking cigarettes in the back. I'm like, what am I doing? I was like, why am I staying so late? And I couldn't stop. And I was just there. It was like two in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? My set's been over for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the guys that works there was like, oh, my friend wanted to meet you. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he did? And he was like, yeah, he... Um, you're his favorite comedian. He's come here twice and you're his favorite. And I was like, oh, cool. He sounds awesome. I was like, he's probably trying to fuck me. He goes, no, he's gay. And I was like, oh, sweet. Someone really likes me. Like just needing attention. I'm like, approval. Like, oh, finally. (laughs) Somebody said they liked me. And then um, it just means nothing when people laugh in front of my face. I'm just (laughs) looking at the one person that hates me. Um, But so he, so then I was like, oh, that's, I sucks. I can't meet him. And he goes, Oh, but he's uh, he's in town doing a breathwork ceremony. And I was like, oh, I love breathwork. I want to go. And he goes, and he goes, all right, I'll tell you what it is. He's an ayahuasca shaman. And I was like, oh, Whoa. I want to do ayahuasca. And he goes, someone just dropped out. You can do it this weekend. And I was like, but I have like five main room spots or whatever. He's like, he's like, I would cancel them and do it. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, I think you should do it. It's really, 
And I was like, I have really wanted to do it. And he's like, just call him. So he gives me my shaman's phone number and I call him. He's a South African and he's just like, his voice is beautiful. And he was the guy that high-fived me. It was just like Whoa. so weird because I had kind of had this feeling and I was like, that's why I was there like late, chain smoking, like the whole thing kind of un- it, unfolded. Yeah. So I, I, I canceled all my spots and then, and I went and bought a bucket, you know, the bucket. To throw up in? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. They say it's like B-O- BYOB, bring your yeah, own bucket. Bring your own bucket. Oh BYOB. Don't shit and puke in the same bucket. No, you shit in the toilet. You can. I think some people. How many toilets are there for everyone? There's like. At that place, there were like two or three. So everyone was going in like there 20 one at people. a time. I don't think I shit the first time. I was just puking. But I shit the second time. I, I hate throwing up, though. How is this a good experience? It's a different Tell type of throwing up, though. It's okay. like. It's. It's like a purging of darkness inside you. It was so crazy, dude. So I was spinning over this guy, right? Uh-huh. And I'm driving out to do this ayahuasca ceremony. It was in San Diego. He had flown in to do it. And so he had, um, they had rented out this place. And I'm driving out there and I'm just feeling so like anxious about this guy. And I'm spinning and I'm feeling really unloved. And I'm just like feeling so, I was listening to, um, what's the Kanye song? Where Seth Rogen and them made fun of it. How they, could you be so heartless? No, the know. one that was like, um, he he takes the sample of like, I don't want to sing. It's too embarrassing for me. Um, let's get Tommy up here. I don't know, Dad. I know, um, right? Does he sing? Uh, yeah, he sings yeah. like like alternative music, not rap. Like, he's not gonna get up here and. Do oh, I thought you were like he sings. It's not good. <laughs> it's I'm not like, right. This yeah, is why yeah, you're yeah. not paying for your shipage, Dad. No, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> um. But okay, so so you're singing Kanye. Um, this you're Kanye song about like nobody loving you, and uh-huh. I'm like, I'm all sad, and and I'm just feeling like you know unloved and miserable. Mm-hmm. And I go to this ceremony, and um, when we end up doing the ayahuasca, there's a bunch of we do a bunch of stuff, but then when we actually do the ayahuasca, this woman comes to me and is mother ayahuasca and i just start asking her questions i'm like why am i spinning why am i anxious about guys why am i so worried about the, like they, this person comes to you and you're and you're like Mine. yeah i'm like laying okay and she's like there what is she and i'm look talking like? to her i don't really see an image of her it's just her presence is there uh-huh. and i just start like asking her questions i was just like rattling off questions and i was like you know i just really want to know like why am i always this like anxious feeling unloved all this stuff and she goes oh it's your dad and i'm like duh like how the fuck did I not even think of that? Is it? Did you have a tough relationship with your dad? I, yeah, I've had a like a. I, I mean, I my dad is my favorite person. Like, I love him to death. We're so much alike, and we're so bonded and stuff. And he was very angry as a kid, but I think the issue mostly was it wasn't the anger and that sort of stuff because we did work that out. It was he's old. He's mm. always been old. So I've and he had heart disease and stuff my whole life. So I've always been worried about him dying. So I've never I've been so anxious about that. Like, don't die, don't die, don't die that I never really like was with him and present and enjoying my time with him. And now he's 80. And now he, yeah, he's almost 80. Wow. And I had to just face in this thing, like my dad is going to die. There's no way around it. It's okay. It's what's supposed to happen. It doesn't have to be this like negative, horrible thing. And I had this whole vision of my dad as like the king of my family. My mom is the queen. And then I have a twin brother and an older brother. So it was Timmy and Max, and then there's me. And Timmy has two boys, and Max has two girls. If I have a kid, it'll be a havesy. Uh, it'll be bothy. <laughs> and then, um, but I was just thinking of our like our perfect, like beautiful Tree. family, and how my dad will like live on through all of us. And 
And I, so I, I decided I had to have this like funeral for him. This is all while I'm lying there. Wow. And like, so I was like, I'm, I was eulogizing my dad and I was just like speaking about how amazing he was and stuff. And I started crying like my dad's dead. And I put my hand on my chest and my hand got really heavy. And then my dad's hand was inside my hand and then his butt, like my dad was inside me, not that way. But, um, and then like his body was in my body. And then I realized like, we are my dad. We're all one. Yeah. I mean, all, even yeah, everyone, everyone, like that's what's crazy everyone. is that you and I and everything, yeah. and, like it's all energy. It's We're exactly the same connected. thing. You can't mm-hmm. get rid of it. You can't destroy energy. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. And no one dies. No, no one. one it, there is no death. There's death of a physical body. Right. And that's why no like, when you're saying that with your dog, it's death, like a hundred percent. Yeah. I dr- I've been dreaming of him every night, I you know? know? Okay. So then when you're going through all this, how long is it? Like It's like six hours. So I get, they offered a. The first cup you come up and he gives you like a cup of the ayahuasca and it tastes like shit. They give you a grape to kind of. What does it taste like? Like. Like an earthy, chocolatey. Nastiness. How long does it take to kick in? Mine wasn't kicking in at first. And I think I had so many, so much high expectations. I just abandoned my life. Everyone else that went to this weekend had planned it for years. They came from all over the world to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just figured it out the day before you were like it's not working john yeah i'm like come on dude <laughs> you're like did you give me the fucking but i what- told him that i go i go what's like because he comes around and checks on you yeah. and he does like blows like tobacco on you and does like this whole ceremony and spits this like rose water on you it's my shaman is so amazing mm-hmm. he does a thing where he holds both of your hands in his one hand and he like blows or spits the stuff on you and it's like just having like surrendering to someone in his hand and he's just like the vessel of like the energy yeah the energy and stuff so you know but he's just so sweet one of the other times i did it with him he came up to check on me he goes like how are you going and the light was like coming in from the the window behind him and i was like he looks like an angel a fucking angel i'm like dude i have such a crush on you Uh, thank you you're so cute but he's gay right yeah (laughs) no but he's just like such a like loving person but so he you know he came around and i was like it's not i'm like i'm not not feeling it it's not working and he's like he's like we're gonna do another round like don't worry and so I just like kind of fell asleep through a little bit. And then I was like, did I miss it? And then freaking out and all that anxiety that was the thing that I was about to find out when I asked her about it anyway. So then the second cup he, he offers, come up, do you want to drink again? So that's the next two hours. So I was like, fuck yeah, I want to. And then I think he offers it twice or three times. I think it took three. I always will take the most. I don't, I want to get to the bottom of all of it. Mm-hmm. I just was so down and ready. Mm-hmm. And we went, um, it was, yeah, it was like six hours. So the second cup you felt it? Uh-huh. The uh, second cup I felt it and I started to just be like, oh my God. It was just laying there. And you just, what do you feel? Relaxed? Like I'm trying to imagine, like say I just drank it. Like what do you um, feel? Like how long? Like a warm Some feeling? people like, feel, I don't even remember. It. Some people feel, you're just in another place. Have you done DMT or anything like that? Yeah, it's very like just on another, like a place that's here, but just another like level of it. And... Some people see a lot of stuff. My friend had a crow come peck out his heart and carry it away. It was a black heart. That sounds terrifying. Come back and give him a new heart and like a fresh one and sew it back up. People have like crazy visions. You know what I wonder? I wonder if all that stuff is actually around us all the time. And only when we try things like DMT Mm -hmm. or ayahuasca are we able to see it. Yeah, because it it releases something in our head. Like DMT and ayahuasca, it's the same it's the same chemical released in your brain. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's in us. Right. It's just so interesting. It's like we have the whole world inside of us. And I always wonder because 
the second time I did it after I did the the part with my dad and then I like flipped over and it was my mom. So your this is your masculine side. This is your feminine side. So uh-huh. it was like interesting. And then like wow. when I leaned over here, it was my mom. And then I had a moment with Brody where I was just like Brody had died. I mean, it might have been one month before. Mm. And it was just like so it was just so fresh. And I was there with my friend. I was next to my friend who works at the comedy store. So we were just you know, we were just really in it. And so I was thinking about Brody on the mother's side, which was interesting, the woman's side. And I was just thinking about like how sad he must have been and how he didn't feel how much we loved him. And I was like hugging him. And then that's when I had to puke. Like that's when I was like, and it wasn't like I felt nauseous. It was just like, all right, I'm like ready to get this out. And so then I sat up and I just had the bucket there. Like it wasn't like anything like that. And it felt like my ancestors were pushing, helping me like push purge out purge out this and it was like a thick sweet tasting it wasn't like like um, nasty yeah it wasn't yeah even though it's not like the most comfortable thing but it felt so good and like everything I had to get out Mm -hmm. and then it felt like there was like an egg that was caught and then a fucking bird flew out of me and I think that was did you see the bird yeah well I felt it was it's I like more like in your mind it's in your mind it's like I wasn't like eyes open seeing it was like a I think other people have more, but I felt like a bird fly out of me and it was just so weird. It was just like, that's amazing. And I get these PTSD twitches sometimes and I'm always like, I think it's like a bird in me. Wow. Like that needs to get out. That's so interesting. Do you feel like you've gotten out most of what you needed to get out? I think it's a thing I would do. I got to keep doing it, you know, cause it's, I just get back, you. you get gunky again. Like I get like, caught up in stuff and I forget the lessons that I learned and and um you know there's always more to learn and I'm just like looking out at your fucking this is so beautiful I'm so happy for you thank you oh my god you know Tommy really wants to try it he wants to try ayahuasca I I have too much mental illness to try it I have like schizophrenia in my family and all that so I'm like well you should talk to a person because to a to like someone that knows what they're doing and yeah. see if that's okay. I always feel like I'd be the one that died because I get like paranoid when I smoke mm. too much weed. Yeah, I'm like so I freak out when I like I can't do anything anymore. I'm like so like I used to be able to do everything and then all of a sudden yeah. I like hit. Do you feel because I've been I've just recently had to stop smoking weed yeah. again because I realize it makes me fucking psychotic yeah. and it ruins my life. Yeah, and it's I'm the fucking couch girl. I can't believe it. I'm right. just. I keep going back to it thinking I can do it, but I never even enjoy it. It's like mm-hmm. what I feel, and I'm wondering if you feel, is like when you can't realize you can't do these things, do you feel like, this is so unfair, I don't have anything I can do? I do feel that way. That's it's I like I can't too. drink, I can't do any drugs, I can't smoke. Like It's just not, it's not even, it doesn't even feel good anymore. Yeah. Like it used to f- be fun. Yeah. And I used to feel like this was so great. Yeah. And then I don't know, at some point, something just changed. Yeah. And I went like, I do not enjoy this. Like yeah. this is fucking horrible. Yeah. And just became like nasty, and I feel I feel you on the weed thing because I would I would smoke so much weed, and then I would be like I keep smoking to try to reach something, like yeah, reach and a ne- point, you and you never get, get it. it. You never get it, and it doesn't. And then you're, it's like not only do you not get it, but it just does nothing. It it's does like, not. You just nothing. feel like shit, and, and then it, you eat, and, and it's, it's de- like it's a depressant too. Yeah, like it, it just it gets in there, and it I it I think it really like feeds your ruminating thoughts, yeah. and lots of spinning, and I mean I I. I, I I, you know, I love CBD because I have CBD that doesn't have THC Mm -hmm. in it, which I love that. And that's been really helpful for me is just like the good parts of, you know, that's the good parts of it. And it's how like has ashwagandha rooted in it. I don't know if you've ever taken that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's very calming. Um, Is that type of gel? Ashwagandha? Or ashwagandha? 
Ash- Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi. Are you Jewish? I'm not. Shockingly, not. I'm not Jewish. Okay. Quaker. Brought up Quaker. Quaker. Great. We love that Quaker oats. We love that. We love that. In this <laughs> I had house. some this morning. <laughs> You're like, gotta keep the family in business. I gotta keep my family in fucking business. I know. Every time I look at him, like it does look like my dad. Kind of. I'm like, daddy. <laughs> and it says it's good for your heart. Daddy, you should have had more of the oats. Why are you in the fucking hospital so much? Oh my god, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with Annie Letterman on Worse First. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, Thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, we're back. I'm so, I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued by you because you, I know you feel all this like struggle and darkness and whatever, but to me, you're very free. Yeah, no, I do also feel free and I feel like I'm a, the thing is, I know that I am a very, a positive person. So when it, when I get negative, it's like, fuck, I'm in a thing. I Mm want to get out of it. Yeah. And I do feel, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've overcome a lot of stuff. I think perseverance is like pretty cool. And you said you had like trauma that you went through when yeah. you were younger. Do you talk about that? Or I went, no? I talk about it a lot. I did talk about it on a podcast and I had them pull it because it was, it re-triggered me a little okay. bit recently, but. We don't have to talk about it. It's just, it. I had a, I was sexually assaulted in high school by my teacher and had to Ugh. take him to court and it was a whole thing. And, and um, right now I'm really working on releasing the feeling of betrayal and the feeling of like being alone in things. And, you know, I've done a lot of like forgiveness with the actual people but that like that hanging around of the feeling of um, the fear of being abandoned by everyone, I think, is what just because when you speak out about stuff like that, it fucking sucks. Yeah. They never. And a lot of people victim blame, which is the worst. Right. And a lot of people are, you know, and everyone has fucking opinions when they're not entitled to them. It's not right. their experience, you know, Yeah, which is really frustrating, I think, especially for women. Yeah. It keeps them from speaking out a lot. Although I will say, like, with all of the, like, Me Too stuff and all that, yeah. there's been a lot of support. Yeah. And, you know, um, fuck, I can't imagine because I've never just, gone through that. I also feel like Me Too went too far, too. Yeah, like, there's, like, a did, lot yeah. of, like, it's a weird thing and it's yeah. just sort of... What I always work on is just like stay in my own lane, think about my own shit, don't worry about other people's things, and just like do what you got to do. Because when after I did that podcast that I had them pull, the guy was like, 
this is an important story. And I was like, yeah, but I get rape stories in my DMs all day. It's like very hard to handle yeah. after you come out with a thing. Like, yeah. And it's nice. I want people to be able to reach out. But, but you're you also trying to move on. And yeah, it's and your it's, mental health. Yeah. And, and it's like, I just really, I think it was like a big step for me to do that. And whenever I tell these stories, people kind of come down on my parents. They're like, where were your parents? And then I get so mad at my parents yeah. again. And it's like, my parents are in the evening of fucking life. They yeah. should be enjoying their time loving their family I love them so much you know it's like all this focus has been on the things they didn't do right and not on these like how much we love each other so I think this is awesome that you're like having boundaries Mm because I think that's the hardest thing yeah is like also when you grow up with trauma it tends to turn you into a people pleaser yeah because you want to be loved and accepted 100% so a lot of the time we'll go um you know we'll constantly do anything we can to be loved Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like the yeah. fact that you told him to take it down yeah. is a big And he was step. really nice about it. Yeah. It's, and the thing is, I really work on, like, my triggers. So if I say twiggered, by the way, because you're being a baby when you're triggered. but And it gets you out of it really Twigger. fast. You become twiggered. And you're like, all right. But it's, it's up to me to handle those, right? So it's like, I need to know the things that are going to, like, upset me. And I need to learn to either, like, step away from them or see them for what they are and not be attached to them. And I just was like, I can't, for my family, I can't tell this story anymore just because, and you can listen to, I, I told it on Mark Man. I wept the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm not dating the guy I was talking about on there. It's a little embarrassing. When you love someone that's, you're you like, but now I've found the guy who's so great. You're not with him anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally was like, and he helped me. And I'm like, oh my God. And I look back, I'm like, that was like so traumatizing that relationship. But, um, but also before. helpful. I've done that before. It's all a learning experience. Yeah, and like, you know, he was another traumatized guy. So that was like kind of helpful. But you just get over trauma, you know? And that might even happen to you on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when you're like... I talk about trauma all the time. Yeah. But but part of me is like, you know, I talk about it so much to the point that I'm... It's for me, I've talked about my own trauma so much that it loses... like it's it's less potent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because totally. it's like I constantly am attacking yeah. it yeah. and addressing it. Mm-hmm. And and I and I just started doing EMDR. Have you done that? I want to do that so bad. Girl. I have the guy I have yeah. the woman. You do? She's fantastic. Great. And it That's takes the eye, right? it takes the power out of it. Yeah, oh, you can I do can. that or the tapping. Oh, the tapping. I just started. Really I'm gonna talk all about it like next week. I'm I'm doing my another session this week and I'm 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 in love with it already. Like it's even so cool. with one session, mm-hmm. you really take the power out of your trauma. Yeah. Like you you really just get down to the little nugget yeah. of it that's yeah. in your body and you pull it up and you're like you are not allowed to be here anymore yeah. and you just kind of take it apart so much yeah. that it's like not that it's nothing it's that it just kind of takes the power out of it yeah because it's i was thinking i always think of this visualization so the teacher that um i had my issue with has dreads mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like yeah. a white guy with dreads and it's like so i'm dragging for 20 something years i've been dragging this white guy with dreads around with me like cut the fucking cord like yeah i think myself like brushing my teeth and he's in the mirror behind me it's like i'm looking in a reflect you know it's just like i just thought of that and i was like i need to get rid of him and i i realized recently i was still pissed at like my best friend from high school for like not supporting me i'm like i'm mad at a 16 year old like imagine me this age being like to a 16 year old like you stupid fucking bitch like what's your sign i'm a cancer cancer okay you guys are very sensitive yeah on the cusp of yeah no i am i'm really i'm very sensitive and i do take on people's 
energy a lot. And it's been really good to, as you were saying before, learn boundaries and be like, oh, not my problem. And also, like, you guys remember stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you remember everything. Mm -hmm. Every cancer that I've ever met has been like, oh, I remember back in, like, 1992 when some girl told me I was ugly. And, like, like, I fucking remember that shit. Oh, for sure. Mike O'Dare, our friend, told uh, me years ago when I was still living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was still drinking. It was before I even started comedy. He was like... um, he said something like that we were, he goes, well, we're both below average in looks. And I literally thought I was, I was like, oh, we're below average. In, okay. And I, I took it on for, I, de- I, I will mean, kill him. <laughs> we're going to murder him after this podcast. The second half of this podcast will be us driving to Mike O'Dare's house and punching him in the fucking face. Have you seen his new house? No, he bought a house. He bought a house. I remember he lived in that apartment in West yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, I lived in that apartment with him on his couch. That's amazing. And I'm like, but listen, Mike O'Dare has no kids. And no, does he have a girlfriend again or no? Uh, I don't know if he has a serious girlfriend right now. But yeah, he's what, 40 something single? He's, yeah. he's that guy. <laughs> he's that guy. We love him, but he's that guy. He's going to, I think he wants, I think he's going to settle down though. Do you? Yeah, I At totally 60 do. 60 or what? No, I think he will. I think, I think honestly, Corona, not that he wasn't feeling this way before, but I think Corona Scared is a him. fucking nail for people where it's like, oh, he got it. Our friend got it. He had, he had it. the he Roni got it a, so early. He got it at a party, right? It yeah. was like, yeah. And then he said the weird thing was there were a couple girls at the party mm-hmm. and they got a very mild version of mm-hmm. it. Like they just had a headache. Yeah. He said he still feels kind of weird. He's like, I don't feel fully myself. That's the scary part about Corona for me. Yeah, me too. And then he also, the weird thing was, he was like, I remember him telling me like one night he was like, I swore I was going to die. Yeah. He thought he was really going to die. So maybe it's changed him. Yeah. Most you people know? that I know uh, that had it bad are like, yeah, I was thought I was going to die. My friend had it before anyone knew about Corona. She had uh-huh. it like in the very beginning before they even were talking Announced about it. it. And yeah. she was like, she said that she remembers feeling like this exact thought. If I was in my 70s or 80s, I'd be dead right now. My friend who just got it said that too, which is like so scary. She's yeah, like, I know. I know why people that are old don't live. Like it's scary. It's so, But that's what I'm telling you. That's why I want to like build my, I just want to be like the healthiest I can be. And I think I'm like willing my fucking ulcer away. I think I'm doing I it. think you can. I think our, bo- our minds are so powerful. Yeah. I think they can take us up or they can take us down. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious, you know? Totally. And the meditation and the yeah, breath work so and good. stuff breath you do, that's so, so good for you. Breathwork is crazy. I had breathwork, so going back to the like the trauma in high school, I had, was doing a breathwork um, course, and I would every time I would do a meditation, I'd be like, go to the woods or go here or go there. I was always in these woods outside of my high school, and I went to school in Chestnut Hill. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you remember what Chestnut Hill looks like. but I know like, Chestnut Hill, yeah. yeah. It was really pretty. And you know how, yeah. like, Philly has so many, like, gorgeous woods and stuff? So my school just had this really beautiful little, like, these woods with these paths behind it. So I'd always go there. Of all the places in the world, I've been to fucking Ireland. I've been, like, to, like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not that I can't be in France. I got to be in the fucking. So I wasn't, it didn't even register. And then I did a breath work. And this wolf came up to me. And it's so funny because. My parents, my dad does all these, the spiritual work and my, my parents, everyone has like a spirit animal in my family and I don't have one, but this was like a breath work. And they were like, if you see an animal or something like that, my dad's is moon wolf. That's his, his spirit animal name. (laughs) Moon wolf. I love my dad. You have a very cool progressive family. My family is so cool. They're really cool. I'm like, you know, the more I've really worked on letting go of this stuff, the more I'm like, oh, I can let in all of the good stuff. That's very cool. so and even the stuff that the trouble that I got into with them was them really wanting me to like them. So they would just kind of let me do whatever I wanted. I got in a lot of trouble. Right. right. 
So they weren't, and there, and that's because of the childhood they had. They weren't, they were overprotected rather than having had trauma. So they were, their trauma was in that. So mm-hmm. it was all like an overcorrection. And so I can 100% understand it. But so I'm in this fucking meditation and I see a wolf and my brain goes, oh, my, that's my dad's spirit animal. That can't be mine. And then I go, oh, of course that's my spirit animal too. Duh. Because you're part of your dad. Yeah. yeah. I was like, doy. You're a little baby wolf. Yeah. My Do you have a name for it? No, I don't have a name yet. But he was really Wolfie. cute. I know. I shouldn't just name him more. Randy. Just um, Randy's your Randy. spirit animal with his bloody I love you putting all this pressure on him. He's bleeding, fucking scratching. He was biting his dick off too. I was like, oh my God. And it's so small already. I'm like, you can't off. afford it. He's like, you didn't even ask me if I wanted to be a boy. <laughs> He's like, we had. I'm sorry we had that gender reveal for you. You poor baby. He's like, I don't want to be a boy. I'm feminine on the inside. Dude, <laughs> everyone's going to be trans is my theory. I, I think by by like another couple hundred years for sure. I think it's just sure. like a hundred percent. I feel like happen. right now everyone's at least a little bit gay. Yeah. Like girls, sure. guys, everyone. Oh, during, like, I, well, some girl told me she was pan. She goes, I'm pansexual. What is that one? Well, she couldn't fucking answer it. I was like, I think it means you're fucking anyone you can because it's a pandemic. Bitch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Pansexual. I don't know pansexual. She couldn't answer I have it. to look it up. I know like sexually fluid. I know like, you know. I think it's just like you'll fuck anyone. Wow. Like you don't, it's not like wow. you're going on personality, but I'm like, that's. It's interesting. Whatever. But I, I just everyone, feel like everyone yeah. is going to become one And if you think thing. about it, it's like, sometimes I'm like, things are changing and I don't want them. This isn't how it was when I'm like, wait, that is such like the old man next door that was yelling at us for That's like. That's your Quaker yeah. mindset. <laughs> No, but it's not Quaker. Like Quakers are so like Quakers are probably like the head of the trans. Like yeah, the Quakers are all about you know open mindedness. Every I went to a Quaker school and everyone was all my teachers were gay. Were they? <laughs> all, they were all like the all the lesbians were dating each other. Oh, everyone, that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. All my friends had two moms. I grew up near Quaker Town. Yeah, well, where all the somewhere. Quaker houses yeah. like were, and like it was so it was so funny. It was like a little blast from the past every time you drive through Quaker yeah. Town. Well, it's so simple. Yeah, I started going simple. back to meeting for worship, which is what we call our, our um, church. I, I met this guy online like a year ago who, he was a musician, but he was doing a, uh, recording a record out here. And he was brought up Quaker. He lived in Philly, but he came out here. And so we went on a date to go to Quaker meeting. That and was your date, me, the Quaker meeting? Yeah, it oh, was really cute. cool. And then we never, I mean, we just ended up being friends, but um, the... Uh, it got me wanting to go back to meetings. So I started going back again, but you're, it's kind of like a simple life. And I would go in and like, you know, they're like, tracksuit and like, bar, like fake lashes. They're like, like, are those yeah. skims? Yeah, they're like, are you wearing skims? I'm like wearing Jordans. Like, what are you doing? You're like, I eat oatmeal. Okay. Give like, me a freaking wearing, break. Like hard clothes, sunglasses. They're like, who is this Quaker? You're not a Quaker. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Last thing I want to ask you about is like, how do you feel? I know this. Oh, wait, let me finish with the, the um, wolf. Oh yeah. Tell so me the about wolf the wolf. Comes yes, up yes, and the wolf, wolf goes, up. let's get out of these woods, dude. The wolf's like, let's not be in these woods anymore. We don't have to be here anymore. And I was like, oh shit. And I've never visualized in those woods again. Wow. I was so trapped at like something that happened to me when I was like 15. Right. You Forever. Were yeah. 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 Little Esther gave me the best advice the other day, which was so sweet. She's like, I woke up and I had like an epiphany. Wow. I was like, what? what she was, was like, it? She was like, because you were molested and the things that happened to you, you're 10 years younger. She's like, give yourself a break that you would give a 27 year old. She's like, just relax. She's like, everything you're doing, you're like on track. It's all good. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I totally believe that. I think that when something like that happens to you, it really stunts you Mm -hmm. and it keeps you stuck. 
And so it's really hard to evolve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've met so many people that have had, you know, molestation experiences. I've never been molested, but people that I that, know. Yeah, maybe in oh. a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a bit about that. I was like, but but oh, you guys pe- think you were molested? Well, <laughs> people that I know, are, you know, all a lot of them are like very young at heart. Yeah, like to them in their mind, like in your mind, to you, you still feel like that sixteen-year-old girl. Part of I you. feel like I just got out of that just in the past like it. few years. Yeah. Like I I remember, I would say I was well into my thirties when I realized like oh we sh- I shouldn't buy cigarettes for kids. I was like oh wait I'm like. Oh, that's bad. Like, yeah. don't buy cigarettes for yeah. kids. Yeah. Not that I was doing it, but you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh, stop. Don't side with a teenager. Because you felt you were re- yeah. related. You're like, yeah. that's my mindset. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I have a, another girlfriend who she's the same way. She's in yeah. her 30s. But talking to her, you'd think you're talking to like yeah. an early 20s yeah. girl because she's just, she hasn't worked through all of it. Yeah. Yet. I had a friend who was really like um, overweight when she was a kid. And then she got the surgery when she was in her 20s. And so she got like really hot. And then she was talking about dating was like talking to a middle school. It was so cute. I was like, oh my God. She's like, guys like me now. Like she's sometimes like, like, they tell me I'm really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh my God, you're so cute. I know. You know, what's actually really funny is that like, it's kind of sad. It's like I, the girls who I know that have been heavy and then gotten really skinny are like the best people because they still have the personality oh of that when they were heavy that they're so extra nice and oh sweet and so now they're like super hot and they have that personality my where girl, they still in their head think they're you know yeah. fat but they're not anymore my it's girl like peggy, the sweetest people my girl peggy o'leary used to live with her she i found her once drinking <laughs> drinking a bottle of champagne by herself in her room reading a book called fat um Nice girls finish fat. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! That's the funniest name of a book. But she's—I'm honestly the sweetest person in the world. But yeah, you're right. that's the yeah. thing. Like in their head, no matter what, like everyone yeah. that I've known that has been heavy before, yeah. they're like still have that really mm. like so just they're used to like mm. being people being mean to them because mm. they're heavy and then they're they're so sweet. Um, okay, the last thing I want to ask you mm-hmm. about is how do you feel about this stuff that's come out on the news about the you know, the alien stuff. Have you heard about it? Like basically they said- I have not said, looked at any alien stuff. Okay, so basically the Israeli government came out in like very public way oh, and we're like, we've met with aliens and we just want everyone when to know that. When did they say that. this? This was like a week ago. Joe Rogan <laughs> talked about it too. Everyone, but they said that, and this is weird because I've watched like this, I'm really into this stuff. Yeah. I watched this documentary called Capturing the Light and it's like this old lady that filmed them in her backyard in okay. in um, Canada, like okay. years and years ago. And they said the same thing to her that these people are saying, they say? that the human race isn't ready. We're too scared. We would, we would, we would be, the thing is, is that they're so evolved and we're so, we're evolved, but we're actually the least evolved out of every species that's mm-hmm. out there. Um, and basically what would happen is because like, for instance, like, you know, when you go up to a raccoon or something, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so cute and sweet. Like, I just want to hug it or whatever. Like, at least my yeah. reaction, right? The raccoon's terrified of you, yeah. right? We're the raccoons. Right. So it's like, they don't want to hurt us, but we are so scared of them. Right. Like, we are like, what the fuck? Right. You know, and, and, and us as people are so aggressive mm-hmm. that we would cause war and we would, we would be violent. Yeah. And so they're not going to come down here yet until we're more evolved. But they, they released an official statement saying we've met with them. We know about them. They're real. And everyone was like freaking out. So are out. Israelis the closest 
to I being. I don't think they're the closest. I think that they're the only ones that came forward and right. admitted it. Like, I think the U.S. government knows. Right. I think all the Area 51 stuff. Well, what do like, we do to get them to come now? I, I think we have to evolve. And I don't think it's going to be for another couple hundred years. I think oh we have God. to get to the now point. Now I'm going to have fucking kids. <laughs> so I could live for it. Yeah, do you want have kids? To, you know, I did. And then, like, I just worry about my mental health because... You know, my. You just don't want to put shit on your. I don't want to put shit on my kids, number one. Number two, I know that, like, when my mom had kids, uh, something changed, you know, and it mm. does sometimes for women. Like, it can trigger something yeah. or set something off. And it made her worse, apparently, yeah. like, from what I hear from my dad. And so I would never want to get pregnant and have a kid and then get worse in my right. mental health. And then I'm raising yeah. this kid and I'm sure. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm being selfish but i'm also being selfless because no, i don't want to yeah. you know what i mean i have dogs yeah they're no i know they're so cute you know? i know i'm i'm undecided but i definitely yeah. work on myself in a way like i sometimes i have just these like fits of rage and i'm like i can never do that like that's yeah. just a thing i have to work on and i i have because when i was a kid i would have my dad's like that so okay. i saw that like rage and you know and like i out of nowhere moments. you would get really I would just get so triggered and, you know, and my friends like thinks it's a PTSD response. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, you know, it's like when you feel that like you're like you're being flooded with, you know, something or. Yeah. You know, does it come out of nowhere? It won't come. It's usually like triggered by something. Something happens. Yeah. yeah. But it could be something small that like to me it hits something big in my memory or something i'm like ah but it's something that i work on because it's just really so unfair to the people around you when you do that it's just like scary yeah i know people people get afraid yeah. you know what i mean because they're like oh my god am i going to set this person off yeah and then am i going to set you something in you yeah. off or whatever so i've been working on that and i think about that like i don't feel like ready quite yet that way yeah i mean it, I would no one's perfect best, yeah. Like, that's the thing. We're not perfect, yeah. you know? And I look at my parents, and I had a lot of a hard relationship with my mother. Mm. And she's borderline personality. Yeah, source. She, she has a lot of the, right, like, the out of really nowhere, hard. the, woo, yeah. like, you're like, woo. Um, but, so I grew up with that, like, unpredictability. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. How's this person going to Are react? you anxious attached in relationships? Absolutely. Yeah, anxious too. all over, in yeah. general. Just codependent, like, very, yeah, like, too. ooh, please don't, please love me. Please yeah. don't leave me. Please don't freak out on yeah. me. Please. Like, I, I will literally put myself in the worst situation just to make sure someone else is comfortable. Right. Totally. Like, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Spit on me. Oh, my oh, God. Whatever so makes many you cozy. people... <laughs> Pretty much everyone I fucked, I could unfuck. I'm just like, oh, so many times. And I had to have that realization, like, maybe five years ago. You're like, I don't want to make them feel awkward, even though I don't want to do this. I don't even know. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I'm putting these strangers above. But I've really learned, like, even more so this year, my assistant is very good with this. Yeah. His parents really, because his parents, I'm like, what did they do? He's so securely attached. I've never. Yeah, my husband's like that. Hired anyone securely attached before. And it's so nice to it's just healthy. not because the last guy I dated was um, what's the other one, avoidant, avoidant, and yeah. it was like a fucking nightmare. You're I was like, in hell yeah. all the time. Do you like me? You don't. You're okay. Like, Wait, you don't. And then you're insecure. I just be like sitting there crying. The like, tone like, of their voice, or like the way yeah. they talk to you, or don't pay attention to you, or they pay attention to you one day and then pull back. Oh and you're yeah. Like, or play you the happening? piano. Play play you a favorite song while you're leaving. It was just like this dance. And then it's like so I even there I'm like that fucking asshole. But I'm like he's just what he is. It's like mm-hmm. nothing. It's that magnet to each other. But it's so incredible. But I was like, what did your fucking parents do? 
and he's much younger than me too. So are I'm they like, still together? His parents mm-hmm. and what? My um, parents are too. So he had a great childhood. His parents are from sort um, from Jersey, sort of. I mean, not like amazing, mm-hmm. but what his parents taught him was like you take care of yourself first, and I think that that is the thing that I crave so much because my family is me. So I'm so protective. And I was so, I, I was always dealing with like, why did my parents not protect me? Why did they not be like, what about us? And my parents are these like kind Quakers and they want to trust people. And that kind of turns into codependency where it's like, here, take my kid, even though this is a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. These people don't trust you, but we'll be the ones that trust you with our kid. Or Cause you're trying to, they're trying to be good people. Right. Trying to put that kind of like mm-hmm. love in there. I know. And that's the hard thing I'm learning in life is like, not everyone has the same heart as you. Right. So it's like, well, we're always trying to like appease right. and make people feel cozy mm-hmm. and be like, you know, you're safe. Yeah. Like, everything's good. Don't stress. Not everyone's that right. same way back. And my know? mom, my mom really, we were in a fight when I was just really dealing. Cause I had all the stuff that happened to me. I just blame myself for it because it was just such an easier thing to do. If you blame yourself, that's yours, right? You have control over that. If you, bl- if you realize that, all of the adults in your life let you down when you were a kid. That's fucking scary. Like my brain couldn't do it. So I just mm. was like, obviously I'm trash. I'm terrible. I used to wear a necklace that said pig. It was funny. It was hilarious. But my ex-boyfriend like tore it off my neck and was like, you're not a fucking pig. Like stop. And I didn't realize like I had been like telling myself this stuff. And I thought I was like being funny and, you know, I was just so self-deprecating, but it was real. Like I really felt that. And when I, to heal that I had to get very mad outwardly and then now it's about not having the anger outward or at myself and just being like surrendering to what's going on and just being like seeing how much love that I have and that was what was so funny about going into that ayahuasca ceremony being like I'm unloved and then I was like laughing by the end of it I'm like my family loves me so much so much and my mom this is what I was gonna say sorry I have ADD but my mom was like um when I was yelling at her in this time I was like you know like why weren't like I would protect any of you. I would like do anything for you. Why didn't you protect me? And like, why don't you protect like, and she goes, not everyone is like you. Like we don't show our love the same way as you. And she Mm -hmm. was just like, that's, and she's like, doesn't mean we don't love you. It's just not the same. And I think that was important for me to hear because it helped me understand that, you know, she's whatever happened with her is what informed her to be the way that she is and the way that that she is is what informed you know what I mean like it's yeah. just like this whole and we all have different love mm-hmm. languages it's so hard and yeah you know we are so self-centric in our thoughts that we are think everyone thinks like us we think everyone yeah. has the same thoughts everyone's on the same page like why yeah. are they not vibing I thought everyone me? was molested by their teacher I'm like you guys were molested by your <laughs> teachers and like has the same way of dealing with things so when people yeah. don't understand you you're like why do you not understand me yeah. like but it's so interesting. Everyone's love languages are so yeah. different. Like Tommy's, for instance, I'm a, I'm a affectionate, like yeah, that showing too. affection, giving gifts, like being loving. Yeah. Tommy is acts of service. So oh, he'll be like, oh, I'll make you something or I'll do something for you. That's how like, he I shows his love. Some money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why don't you eat this pussy? Yeah, eat this <laughs> acts pussy. of service. Yeah. <laughs> My dad unsubscribes the podcast. He's like, all right, too much. But you know what I mean? Like, it's so yeah. interesting. I read that book. Uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz, the love love language yeah. book. And I understood. I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's so weird how everyone yeah. has different ways of, we're all different, but we're yeah. all the same. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, and also it's okay. You yeah. know what I realized with my anxious attachment was I was so, I felt like if this person didn't want me, it was like I was trash or something. And it's like, it's who gives a fuck if someone doesn't want to be with you? Like, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's like my narcissism had to be like, I have to be like, everyone has to want me or whatever. And I, all these girls that I see with like, 
with the biggest issues I would say are girls that are trying to be like the number one of something when that's not right. a thing. It's you know, not it's a like thing. you got to be your number one of you. And you by, that? Yeah, you do. You got to be your own number one. And by the way, how much better is wanting than having? Because right. once everyone gets what they want, mm-hmm. it's eventually kind of, eh. yeah. you know, no matter who it is, no matter what it is, like you're, you know, you love someone and love is continual and it's up and down and it right. you know, goes all different ways and, and whatnot. But it's like, it's so interesting to me that like that first spark when you first enter a relationship mm-hmm. and you have that excitement. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. Before you have the person. Right. And when you have them, it sort of just plateaus. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. this is just what it is now. And you then know? you're just like, it's more, I guess what I look for now is like, it's just support. Like what's yeah. going to help me be my best? Uh-huh. What type of person? And am I doing that for them? And it's just so different from the relationships I had in the past because it's the, they were like, it was just so tense all the time. Well, they were probably so passionate. Yeah. And so, you know, like, you know, I, my past self would have looked at this and probably been like, this is so boring. But I'm like, no, this is so fucking healthy. relaxing yeah. and healthy. Yeah. And then like from here now I can do all this stuff. So I, I actually read a thing about people that have gone through trauma, any kind of trauma as children it changes our brain chemistry. So basically what happens when we get into relationships as adults, we crave that like dopamine hit Mm -hmm. from, if there's not chaos going on and then kindness that gives us that hit of dopamine, then we are, we don't know what to do. So in healthy relationships, when things are just healthy and steady, we kind of freak out a little bit because Mm -hmm. we're like, where's my dopamine hit? Where's my like, Where's my rejection and then like my love? Yeah. Where's my accept? You know, where's my rejections and then yeah. acceptance? You know, we're not you. We're not used. We're used to this, yeah. and then when it's like this, we're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do I with know. this? It's, it's, it's hard. Important for me in those situations to not like push it and be like, aren't you gonna fucking yell at me? Yeah, or, like, you know. Yeah, should we dig back up my pig necklace? Yeah, like what? If I'm a pig. You know? He's like, okay. Like, yeah, I'm playing video games. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I love you. Why Isn't it funny when you're with someone healthy? Yeah. That's how Tommy is too. He's like very easygoing. Like, you know, I had a lot of trust issues because I dated guys who like were constantly cheating. Yeah. Well, not dated guys. Most of the guys I was with before my last boyfriend were so great. And then my last boyfriend before Tommy was an absolute cheater yeah. nightmare and always lying. And so I got really fucked up from that. Yeah. And so when I moved in with Tommy, I was like, let me see your phone. Yeah. Let me check everything. Yeah. And like never find anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you just get kind of like, you're like, what is this? Yeah. You're talking about fucking tacos with your friends. I know. Boring. I know you check up on them. And it, <laughs> like, yeah. Where's the DMs? Where's the, they're just like my girl's cute or something. Like, oh, like, you're like, yeah. I'm cute. He's like telling people how much he loves me. Yeah, I'm like, gross. <laughs> Ew. Like, there's like, no bikini bitch you want to talk to on. You're not damning no any girl. There's no safe photos of other people's wives. There's, there's nothing. No, just so healthy. I know. <laughs> oh, the worst is like, because I'm usually pretty trusting, and then yeah. like something will happen. I had a boyfriend who I was like, I was looking for. He had gotten in a fight with someone. Mm-hmm. And it was very embarrassing for me. So I was like trying to not like I was trying to make sure they weren't still fighting. Yeah. You wouldn't tell me the truth. And I was uh-huh. like, well, you can't have like a public thing again. Yeah. Like I don't want to. Right. And um, when I looked in his phone, he had texted his ex-girlfriend from before me about how he I was boring. Oh, no. That creates the way, trust issues. Financially supporting him. Yeah. I was a fucking banging girlfriend. Ugh. And I, it was just, like, so crazy. And I thought we were, like, going to be together at that point. So I was like, what? How I was boring and he couldn't wait to make money and come win her back. And I was like, 
bro, first of all, when you make money, you owe me. You yeah, you're me like, back. <laughs> you're not paying this bitch. This bitch isn't going to see a penny. The fuck are you talking about? Excuse me? So did that create an issue for you? We broke up after okay. that. I mean, it was like we we waited. Like I I stayed with him for a little bit after that, but it was just like. That once you see that. The way you talk yeah. about me to other, like how dare you speak to me like So that? fucked up. Yeah. If like, I ever saw that, I wouldn't be able to like. It was uh, like, because we would get in fights and he would say really nasty stuff. He was very good with words. I was actually doing a bit about him before the pandemic about where like he would say stuff that was so like I'd be like oh my god like you listen like he would repeat like, stuff that you said he would say stuff that I said in like a loving and like when I was telling him about my traumas or whatever and he would bring it back in a fight and I'd be like damn like you're wow you actually listen to yeah, what I you're said a listener. yeah <laughs> I love you it's so hot you're, you're the best you're the best boyfriend I've ever had but um when he did that, I was like, that's his trauma, whatever. But then yeah. when I heard the way he was talking about me, I was like, I don't know. No, you can't be with someone that boring, does that bitch. secretly behind and your back. And also boring yeah. is not, that's not the thing. Yeah, and that's not even an insult. It's like, oh, you're healthy. I hear boring, I hear healthy. But yeah. anyway. Um, guys, this has been an amazing podcast, by the way. This is love so having you on here. Yeah, this come to mine sometime. I would love to. Yeah, yeah we all, I mean, I always get into like mental health stuff on here, which is great. And like, yeah. we're always talking about it. I just had, uh, Dave Navarro on last week and mm. he went through some serious shit when he was younger and wow. it was just like amazing. Um, so Ink I War, love. Ink Master. Yeah, related. yeah. No, no, <laughs> he got not some bad ink, tattoos. Not Ink Master related. Get, no. no, his mom was murdered when he was fifteen. Oh my How crazy god! Is I that? just watched a thing about a guy's getting mom getting murdered. I've been thinking like, if someone murdered my mom, it was horrible. I would that would suck the most out of anything. And, I was there, just and he like saw it coming, which is horrible. And he like couldn't protect her, and like he was fifteen. And oh so, my god. um, there's a documentary called Morning Sun, like morning, mm. on Amazon about him, and wow. it's intense. I watched it before I. He did the That's podcast so and I was like, dear Lord, no wonder this guy is like the way he is. But he's yeah. he's amazing. He's evolved greatly. Um, I know. That's yeah. what's so, I feel like so important. And obviously if this is what your podcast is about, yeah. you know, it's just like, we all have our shit. And yeah, that's why it's called worst. It. Yeah. I mean, it started more like people talking about their worst like dates or like drug trips or whatever. But then like I've had people on, they're like, yeah, this is like my worst time when I was like so depressed or this yeah. is the worst trauma I've been through. And, you know, it's good. I think it's yeah. good to talk about real shit mm -hmm. instead of everyone just sugarcoating their lives all the time being like, I'm great. It I'm is great. really weird. Yeah. Instagram has made things weird. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of people, not a lot of people share their truth. Right. And you're like, why am I feeding myself this? Mm -hmm. I'm just ingesting bullshit. Mm -hmm. I do love that you share your truth. You're always yeah. on there. You put like acorns on your titties like, or whatever. whatever. I, I call them acorns too. They're pine I know. Puns. And everyone's like DMing me. Like, they're not, they're, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You guys are such losers. You're <laughs> okay, welcome. We, we get you it. Me. You know what a pine cone is. Yeah, I'm like, awesome. You're still never going to see my tits unless you Google it because they're on there. <laughs> okay guys well follow annie letterman on instagram twitter you have everything right yes um twitter sucks i'm not twitter sucks, it. so instagram, follow her on instagram and then uh follow uh subscribe to my youtube it's just annie letterman yes that's where i put my podcast and what is your podcast called it's me inspiration Meme inspiration. Me, me inspiration. Me inspiration. Okay. Yeah. And guys, make sure to try out her podcast. She's very intelligent, funny girl. Support women, women supporting women. I've loved having you on here today. Follow Annie Letterman. And spell your name out for everybody. It's A-N-N-I-E-L-E-D-E-R-N-A. There you go. So don't mess it up. Please. Are you 215? I was 215 for life. 215 for life. And we're out. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.